0: Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I receive the honor to welcome on Haley Rivera, who is a psychedelic preparation and integration coach. In this episode, we dive into the importance of truly honoring sacred plant medicines and the ancestors who brought them to our hands today. Haley shares how when held in a safe and respectful way, these plant medicine journeys can help heal addiction and mental illness. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am so excited to welcome on Haley Rivera today. How are you, sister?
1: I am so good. It's nice to see you and and connect with you.
0: Yeah, ditto. It's amazing to be here and to uh, have known you through the social media realm, of course, and to be able to see your face and to connect here on real time is really beautiful, and I'm excited to dive in. So let's start with you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into the work that you do, what is the work that you do, and just, yeah, briefly who you are as a being.
1: Yeah, so um, at the moment I'm very fairy-like I'm dabbling with a lot of different things, um, mainly like mental health, herbalism, um, plant medicine integration, and um, what I call it is psycho-spiritual integration coaching, and that's, like, the main work that I do right now, Um, and that entails um, helping people work with the plant medicines uh, before and after, so, like, integrating those experiences, and then also even just working with individuals that are trying to integrate just a spiritual experience in general, and that doesn't have to be with plant medicines. That can just be Life experience, <laughs> and that's most of the people that I work with it's a lot in the spiritual experiences um, just from life and I like to look at it in a holistic way, which is like mind, body, and spirit or soul and that's the main work that I do um, it's It's just working with integrating life in a holistic way and the the way that I got into this work was I first started um, I was getting my bachelor's degree in mental health. And as I was reaching the end of my degree, I had started studying yoga philosophy and I had done my yoga teacher training 200 hour. And one of my teachers was talking about ayahuasca. And before that I had worked with like LSD and it was, More so in a party scene, um, going to music festivals and and using LSD and not in a sacred way. It was just for fun. But I had been introduced to experiences of, I guess I would use the term enlightenment or um, experiences of telepathically communicating with other people while using LSD. And I had no idea what I was working with, what I was doing. Um, and that was my introduction. So when I heard my yoga teacher speaking about um, ayahuasca in this sacred way, and using psychedelics in a sacred way, um, it had just really hit me. And that word was like, oh, maybe I heard that word somewhere. Like it was something that really spoke to my soul. And so after that, I really dove into plant medicines and I actually started studying them in in college, and I was writing research papers about ayahuasca and mushrooms and how they could help with um, with uh, integrating mental illness. And yeah, so then I went on my first ayahuasca journey, and from that moment on, I just started going to a ayahuasca retreat center here in. Florida, where I currently am. And I was doing just volunteer work there. And a lot of people were talking about um, this program that offered coaching and, and how to help others integrate their experiences, which also tied in addiction recovery, which was something at the time that I was really into studying mental illness. And so I did this training. And that's kind of what took off everything that I, that I'm into now. Um, yeah. And that, that's like the gist of it in the training. I, I got deeper connected to what my work specifically is going for and, and the type of people that I'm trying to work with. And yeah, it's mainly based around mental illness and the integration of plant medicine experiences. And then also just working in a holistic way um, with integrating the human experience because we all know life can be crazy, integrating all of the experiences, you know.
0: And I love that. Thanks so much for sharing. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to put it that not only the integration of a plant medicine journey, but just the integration of life in general. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people that I try to remind myself Okay Bella don't take everything so spiritual like the water filter running out of water means something you know we're like yeah. taking everything to the extreme <laughs> so i think it's really beautiful to have a mirror or to have someone to come to to witness you to hold you accountable to have someone to it's like a like a therapist a holistic therapist one that's not going to recommend you antidepressants after you walk away but you're going to feel alive and more invigorated and more light walking away just simply through storytelling and sharing and having a safe space be held. So yeah, thank you for the work that you're doing for so many beings. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And something that you said that it just sparked something. Yeah. So the difference between like coaching and therapy is coaching is mainly to like reflect back what a person is speaking about in the session. So Uh, Whereas a therapist might offer um, help or, I guess, advice, Mm -hmm. um, coaches more so reflect back your own advice. So it's like you said something at the beginning of the session, and we kind of bring that back in um, and use your own words to help you integrate your own life experience. And we also pull on ways that you believe you can heal. And that's what I love about it is that I'm not healing you you're healing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a reflection. I'm just a mirror of that healing happening. And I can like pull in little tips that you yourself have given um, to yourself. And that's what's so great. It's literally just like a mirror being put up. Mm -hmm. And even a lot in in my sessions, it feels like healing is happening for myself too. Um, And I'm seeing how just from speaking with another person, their words can help me heal. And it's it's just that like reciprocity in, in the sessions. And that's why I love it so much. It's it's definitely beautiful work. And um, I think a lot more people are, are becoming open to the coaching realm. And I think that therapy it's it's gotten lost and we're we're learning that coaching has kind of been the way to bridge that the therapy with the with Mm -hmm. also the holistic approach in the western world so yes it's definitely a growing a growing space
0: oh I love that yeah I feel therapy does have its place it's great at helping you identify the problem the root the trauma Mm -hmm. I feel after that trauma is identified, from that point on, is what therapy lacks. I feel there's yeah. not that helping step of the integration, of the, now we've taken all this time to reflect, but how can I integrate these reflections? Now I know what I'm holding on to. Now I know why this pain and this part of my body is here but what can I do from this point on besides just continuing to talk about it to integrate and move it through the body? So I love that you shared that because it is beautiful that this, this pathway of coaching is opening up for beings who are like, I like therapy, but I need a little bit more. I need that next step up and I need that I need someone to hold me accountable. I need someone in that next step of integrating what you've learned from that trauma or from those reflections or from those stories that you've shared and being able to fully digest them and move forward in life and hopefully not make the same mistake twice.
1: Yes, exactly. And um, tying it back into the plant medicine, um, the way that I kind of got into integration was... I felt that after I did my first ayahuasca ceremony, there wasn't a lot of support afterwards. Like, yeah, I had um, the specific person that I did it with, she was, I was able to call her, but she was, there was times where she was busy or that she couldn't offer the support that I needed because she wasn't trained. And um, I just love that this opportunity is available for people to be able to integrate these deeper experiences where, a therapist might not understand what ayahuasca is or, you know, what any of these plant medicines are. And um, someone trained in the specific field maybe has experienced it themselves or has studied it enough to know kind of what the experience is because it's definitely out there. It's not something that a lot of people can say they know what it is or they know how to help in that situation when someone doesn't understand what they went through. Um, And it, it can even be more traumatizing Um, Going through these experiences and not having the support that is needed after going through them um, because they're very deep. They're very, they're very sometimes dark and really hard to process. So having someone there to um, be able to reflect back and help you kind of understand a little bit deeper uh, what it is that you went through and, and why and how and all of the questions related to it.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly important to have that. And I agree with you, it can be even more traumatizing to not to have that experience, and then to not be able to fully understand or interpret it and causing more trauma because you can't understand it. And because it's been framed to be perceived one way in your mind versus having that external point of view that can be like, I was there where you are and there is that light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that's so beautiful. And I want to dive into today. I There's something that you said at the beginning that I really felt so much resonance with. And that's us really getting down to the importance of psychedelics, of plant medicines, of remembering why these things are here and what they're here to teach us. And through my experience in life, similar to yours, I've you know, gone in the music festivals, done the thing, had friends that are all doing the thing. And there's so much stimulation. There's the lights, there's the music, there's the adult playgrounds, there's all these things to do. And every time I had a psychedelic experience in one of those settings, I found myself having uncontrollable anxiety to the point where I no longer practice with psychedelics at all, really, unless it's in an incredibly mindful way with Someone there to guide me through the journey because it started to give me this. I associated psychedelics with this bad feeling because of the experience in the setting that I was in. And I think that it's an important conversation to have because as I see just so many of you know friends and family going through this journey of taking the psychedelics and putting themselves in an incredibly overstimulated circumstance with people that they don't trust with you know friends that they don't trust and ended up having these terrible spiral out of control bad trips and yeah i just i want to dive into in this episode bringing back the importance of psychedelic medicines and bringing back the ancestral remembering of how sacred these plant medicines are
1: Yes. Um, So there was so much in there. Um, The first one that I, the first thing I want to bring up is that it's all perfect. Like even these experiences of going and doing the raves and doing the, the plant medicines without understanding the full depths that they can bring, having these bad trips, they bring up, like for me personally, it's brought to my awareness that I need to have someone there to support me. I need to be with people that I trust. I need to be in a safe container where there isn't all of this stimulation. So it's it's definitely taught us a lot, I think, um, with them being brought in that way. And then also in the 60s with Um, the rave scene and stuff as well, Uh, we see that that's, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) And um, I think that we're learning and and that's a part of the process is we're learning what works and what doesn't. For me, the sacred and holding the medicines in a sacred way was completely different. (sighs) It just felt so much better. Um, I was able to fully go into what it was that I was running from when I was in those rave scenes, um, being around all the stimulation and then going into the medicine, going within myself and asking the medicine, what it is that I needed to work on, what it is that I needed to heal within myself, what it was that I was running from and being in a safe container. Um, is super important in regards to that. And I guess I can go into a little bit of what that would look like. And truly, I personally believe that a sacred and a safe container is different for everybody. What one person needs is different from what another person needs. And that's why it is important to know what your needs are. And that's something that I, I actually go, to, go into with Um, preparation for psychedelics with people is what it is what is it that you need do you need to have a group of people or do you need to just be alone with another person there guiding you or what is the what what type of medicine are you taking Um, do you know where the medicine came from do you know the tribe that that worked with the medicine that prepared this medicine Um, do you know the person that's set their intentions into the medicine do they have good intentions um or do you trust that person that is serving you the medicine that is preparing the medicine um and there's so many different avenues and ways to go with that but it truly is so important to be in trust of yourself also when it comes to deciding to to take a sacrament or deciding to even work with like LSD or ketamine, any of these medicines, it's really important to trust yourself because every deep, dark corner of yourself can be and possibly will be illuminated from taking these medicines and holding them and yourself in a sacred way is so important because all of those shadows are going to come up or will can or will come up. Um, and so it's important to trust yourself and to trust whoever it is that is in that space with you. Um, that's what I would say is one of the most important things um, and also knowing where it comes from and how it got in front of you um, in that moment and and bringing back in the sacred. Um, I think that, that that comes with educating ourselves um, whether it be with going and sitting with a tribe that has worked with the medicines for, for um, decades, um, or whether that be just doing all of the research you can from at, from at home if you aren't able to go um, sit with a tribe. Um, and then also it can mean to respect and have reciprocity and to pray with the medicine before you take it um and and really sitting with yourself before and and asking the questions of why why am i taking this um what am i looking for and having this experience because something that i wanted to bring up in like this new age thing with working with plant medicines is that a lot of people are over consuming and not integrating their experiences and just going to the next journey the next experience the next chasing after the next trip and it's really really important to ask ourselves why and what are we looking to get out of this experience um and and that's something that I really uh dive into with people as well is just looking at um how can you integrate the first experience before jumping into the next one and personally even like my first ever experience with psychedelics I'm still integrating pieces of that experience. And yes, taking other um, psychedelics or having other experiences have built upon that first experience and have helped me understand it more. But I definitely could have waited and integrated that first experience before going into another one.
0: Yeah, so much potency and all that you just shared. Yeah, it is so important to, you know, and especially when we're taking plant medicines and taking a psychedelic plant medicine, you have to understand how receptive and sensitive our beings are, and at that time, and not only our beings, but our mind. And so I'm sure we've all been there where we've had that quote unquote bad trip. And you can think about all of the factors that played into that. Who were the friends that you were around? Maybe you saw something in them that you didn't see before. Yep. Maybe, <laughs> you know, you saw, you thought this rave scene was so beautiful and fun and dancing. Oh my God, I love it. It's so much fun. Let's all get high and go crazy. And then you take the drug and you realize, wait, this is actually really like icky. And that's mm-hmm. like the feeling that my first psychedelic experience at a music festival gave me was like I actually feel really gross like I actually feel like I don't really want to be around people I actually feel really incredibly overstimulated by my external surroundings which is making me full of anxiety which is making this trip can like start to spiral Mm -hmm. and I love what you said about the dark corners of our mind and I think that it's important to remember that when we are doing an intentional plant medicine ceremony that the darkness or the bad trips can be moved through through Mm -hmm. simply reminding yourself that this is me like this is my being and Mm -hmm. if you are so incredibly scared of those dark places well that's going to be amplified in that experience Mm -hmm. and if you're trip is taking you to those places and you're running from it and it's causing those feelings of anxiety and fear. And and that's that moment when I feel that snowball effect starts to happen and we end up just crumbling into this sometimes incredibly traumatizing bad experience that can be correlated with the plant medicine and Mm -hmm. with the people that you were around during that, that experience. And that's another thing as well is, being mindful that if you are going to be that person who takes those hallucinogenics at a music festival and at a party scene out with your friends there's no judgment or shame in that it's just having accountability to know what you should consume and like you said maybe starting with the microdose maybe not trying to Have the big ego game where you take more than everybody else and then your friends are left to babysit you and also have to, they have traumatizing experiences because of you not taking accountability and being in touch with your being. And so... Yeah, I think the whole plant medicines and psychedelics, like you said, since the 60s, 70s, this party age, Woodstock hippies has been incredibly misconstrued over the course of time and turned into this fun way to get high with our friends rather than this true intentional ancestral plant magic that it is and all of that it can potentially teach us when taken in a really conscious, intentional way.
1: Yes. Oh, everything you said was so great. <laughs> when we take these plant medicines, we're opening ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sometimes even physically. We're mm-hmm. opening all of these different realms and avenues of our minds and our bodies and to be honest we don't even know we don't know the depths that these medicines open us we don't know what we're allowing into our space some people are able to see other people are able to hear but we're we're still we don't know we don't know all of the the realms that are open and the different entities and energies that we're bringing into a space and the best thing that we can do is try to be mindful and try to be aware and try to understand what it is that we're sensing in our space. If we do feel this sense of anxiety, well, where's that coming from? Is that from me or is it from somebody else in this space? Is it coming from the lands that I'm on? Is it coming from this specific medicine in general? Like, should I just not be connected to this medicine? Because not all medicines are meant for everybody as well. And that's, it's, it's just a deep, um, looking within ourselves and seeing and being honest with ourselves, like what is this and why do I feel this way? Um, and, and same thing with even, um, when you just have a medicine sitting in front of you and you plan to take it, but asking the medicine, are you, do you want to be consumed by me? And then asking yourself, am I ready right now to be consuming this medicine? And really intentionally listening to that answer there's been many times where I've asked and the answer was no and it was like okay like now's not the time um and we have to be really honest with ourselves and really open and and truthful with ourselves and with other people if we're not in the space to be facilitating or opening or having a ceremony with other people then the answer's no. Like, and that's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say yes and then say no after. Um, Yeah. And so we just need to be really authentically honest with ourselves and authentically honest with each other. And I've just noticed a lot in this space as well that um, like a lot of times people, have a lot of obviously everyone has a lot of questions about about medicines before they go into them, um, but then there's there's times when people will project their answer like, oh yeah you'll be fine like you won't have like anxiety like it's gonna be fine, but the truth is you don't know somebody's experience one person's experience can be completely different from another's taking the same amount the same medicine prepared by the same person everyone's experiences are different and yeah, it's just really, really trusting ourselves and trusting that we have all of the answers that we need, but also honoring the ancient teachings of how to use the medicines and how much to use and, and who should be in our space and different things like that.
0: And like you said, when we take these plant medicines, we're opening up our channel. We're opening up our energetic spiritual being to receive things that may not be able to be seen on a physical level. And that is where stories like dark medicine being taken by people in the spiritual community come into play. And There is as much light medicine as there is dark medicine. There is always going to be this polarity in our universe. And so being incredibly, incredibly mindful of not allowing that deep desire to go into a plant medicine journey and rush it and find the first you know, retreat center that you see on Instagram that has all the followers and has all the this and has all the that. And then you go and you do this journey and then you end up re-traumatizing yourself or burying those, those dark, deep shadows, even deeper. And just a story that comes to my mind as I'm sharing this is, um, I listened to Aubrey Marcus's podcast, which is an incredible podcast. Um, and he shares the story of his partner, Vailana, who was given dark medicine and, had to go through multiple plant ceremonies with a he- well healed and light plant medicine caretaker to fully transmute all of the dark, very incredibly intense trauma that she received from this one plant medicine experience. And she did the retreat, she paid the shaman, she had the this, she had all of the things. And so we have to really have that discernment close to our heart and be careful of what chalice we of truth that we're drinking from and getting really, really clear. Like you said, on your, why, why, if you want to, if plant medicines are calling out to you or taking a journey or doing psychedelics or whatever it is, asking yourself why and really allowing that silence to let you fully be able to drop in and listen to what that answer is. And I love that you said maybe it's yes, right off the get go because your ego really wants to say that you've done a plant medicine journey or, but really deep down, maybe the intuition is saying, no, you're not, maybe it's not even that you're not ready for this. Maybe this isn't just, maybe this isn't meant for you. Sometimes people go through incredible quote unquote, psychedelic experiences just by, you know, doing an incredibly intense yoga class and coming out, feeling alive and invigorated and having like this high and integrating all of these lessons, you know, like it can be from exercise, from cold water plunging, from holding your breath, from doing different practices, like anything that misses you wasn't meant for you. And I think that's incredibly important to mention, you know, while we're speaking of this, you know, if your body tells you, no, this isn't the time, well, maybe you're meant to learn the lesson in a different way, not through the plant medicine, but maybe yes. through just your life journey and your life experience and circumstances down the line that are going to teach you those same lessons without having this experience of the plant medicine so it's always so important to get clear on that why and to really hone in on that intention before taking a journey like this and and taking it serious
1: yes yeah exactly and it's just really important to educate really educate ourselves and do the best that we can and really listen to our bodies and listen to our guides and And to truly trust ourselves and to know that if we say no, it's, it's for a reason. And if we say yes, it's for a reason. And, and we're the ones that have the discernment and we're the ones that make the decision. Um, and, and also when we do take them really honoring, um, where they came from and how they got to us and, Um, something that I've seen a lot, especially like in Florida, for some reason, there's a lot of places that are just like someone takes the medicine one time or does a medicine one time and they're like, okay, I'm ready to go uh, facilitate and to start being a shaman. And it's like, okay, but did you go through the rites of passage to serve this medicine? Do you know where your medicine is coming from? Um, do you know how to properly serve it and brew it or prepare it for, for an individual? Um, do you know all the things that go into opening a space mm. for someone to go through such a deep experience? And even just like in experiences of microdosing, like microdosing psilocybin. That's one of the really big things coming out now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just really, really important to educate ourselves and to also if those thoughts do come of oh, I want to be a shaman I want to serve this to other people taking a step back and recognizing where that comes from like Mm -hmm. is this ego saying I want to be a part of this because it's healing a lot of people and I'm a healer or is it okay now's not the time maybe I can go through a rite of passage and learn more about this and see if this is actually something that I'm I'm into and that I am interested in and that I actually want to work with. And I want to be of service to, because really we're the ones of service. When, when you're, when you're working with these medicines, we're all of service to the medicines. Mm -hmm. Like we're doing the work for them just Mm -hmm. as much as they're doing work for us. And, um, yeah, that's just something really important in regards to all things. Like really having that, that discernment and the reciprocity with, setting the intentions even when you're drinking your tea in the morning like setting the intentions and where did this tea come from how is it how do i need it to heal me and how can i also help um, this specific herb maybe grow in my general area and how can i support the ground that i'm walking on how can i open a sacred space while i'm drinking my tea maybe lighting an incense or lighting a candle um there's so many different different things and and ways to create a safe space and a sacred space without even using uh psychedelics or plant medicines
0: wow i love that and i think a good thing to compare it to is like yoga so yoga is something that has been around f- since the beginning of time and the way that the ancient yogis practice is completely different than the way that you and i practice (laughs) today living in america going to our little local yoga studios and wearing our lululemon leggings (laughs) so when you said that it kind of reminded me of like plant medicines have been around since ancient times just as yoga has and to think where it's come versus where it started. And I think that journey is very similar to the yoga journey of a lot of it has been whitewashed. A lot of it has been, has this new age idea of I can take and not give interwoven into it. And so I think that's really what we're touching on here is no judgment or shame if you are a yoga teacher. I'm a yoga teacher, you're a yoga teacher. No judgment or shame if you're a shaman or if you're somebody who is feeling called to take a journey like this. There's no, no shame. But What we're highlighting here is really getting clear on those intentions, those whys. If you are feeling called to do this journey, maybe taking that time to really get to know the roots of where these practices came from. And even if it's just for a moment, at the end of your practice when, You know, you bring your hands in prayer just saying thank you so much to the ancestors that walked this path before me and brought this practice to me today. And even though I may not be fulfilling it in every sense that they did, still honoring and giving my gratitude to the beings that walked all the way up until this point until me to find me and find this practice. And so I just wanted to mention that it came to me.
1: i a show yes. Um, exactly. And the only reason that I, like, share, like, my experience, this experience with such compassion and, like, passion is because I have done these things. I came out of my first ayahuasca ceremony, like, I'm going to be a shaman. Like, this work is for me and, like, so gung-ho about it. And then I'm like, holy shit, my ego really was doing its thing right there. Like, (laughs) wow. And I did not even have a clue. And now I'm just like, that's hilarious. Like, it's great. It's perfect. And it taught me so many lessons. And I was also one of those people that was like, everyone needs to do psychedelics. Everyone needs to go do ayahuasca. Everyone needs to do mushrooms. And then I'm like, holy shit, there it is again. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it just finds a way to come and it's all learning lessons. And if you are a person that is wanting to facilitate these experiences or you're wanting to be a healer, whatever it is, um, yeah, just look at your why. Like, that's the main thing. Look at your why and, and where is it coming from and what are your intentions Um, Is it truly because you want to be able to hold sacred space for other people and you've seen the healing it's done within yourself and you want to offer that for others? Or is it just because you want to be seen on a high pedestal and you want to be held up and looked and revered as a healer or whatever it is? Um, And these are just really important questions to ask ourselves to be able to honor the sacred and and stay in tune with the sacred.
0: Mm. Yeah. I agree with all of that, sister. So from your experience and your perspective, do you feel that we can get back to our roots of truly honoring sacred plant medicines of the earth and all of the ancestors who ritualized with these medicines and brought them to us today?
1: Oh Yes, this is such a good question and this is actually something that I personally have been working on a lot and for me personally it starts with honoring the ground that we walk on and really understanding how we got here, where did our ancestors have to walk for us to be able to stand on the ground that we're on. and for me, that looks like starting to connect with the herbs and the trees and the the animals that are in my specific area and learning about them and really leaving little offerings for them um, and just praying to the ground that I'm on and praying to the trees and praying for those sacred waters to be kept clean. Um, all of these things I feel are really important and it's not really even... I guess it's not related to ancestors, but it, at the core of it, it is when we can start connecting with our present moment and our present moment is everything around us. It's everything that's happening within us. And it's all, um, yeah, just holding it sacred and and holding it in a, in a beautiful way and saying thank you even if you're not interested in what the name of that tree is like just saying thank you for being here and for providing me shade right now like this is a blessing to be here and to have shade and not be burning in the sun like just little things like that i feel like are small ways to be able to give back um to to everything that's in our space and to give back to our ancestors because they they are in the ground that we walk on they're in the air that we breathe And it's just having the intention to say thank you and to have reverence for that. Personally, that's my, that's my take on it. And that's where I'm right now with it. Um, there's so much more and, and, and there's endless Mm -hmm. opportunities to go into this. Um, right now for me, it's just basically saying thank you and, Um, learning about the herbs and and learning about all of these things in my area. Um, But then also there's ways of like, of doing indigenous trainings. Like there's, there's, there's abundance of trainings out there. You can even go to Brazil and Ecuador and like, there's, there's so much stuff because of the internet. Um, We're able to find all, all of these different types of books and, and, Trainings and things out there, um one book that I really have been enjoying reading is braiding sweetgrass mm. um, that's one that is yes. really mm-hmm. it's on bringing back those indigenous beliefs and mm-hmm. um rites of passage and even just um saying thank you uh, it's it's so small you can you can bring in the sacred and in, in everything it's mm it's so easy and simple and it's just having that intention.
0: Yes. So deeply agreed. And I love braiding sweet Gra- grass. I will put the link to that book in the description part of this podcast. Cause I think that's such an important, such an important read and such a deep dive and I have been enjoying reading it as well. Um, but yeah, one of the things that you mentioned was, In our last episode, Jillian and I talked about the mycelial network that lies beneath the surface. That is this interconnectedness of all of the plants, all of the beings that lived before us and that are still living on this earth today. And when you said that this gratitude process, it sh- our earth feels the gratitude that we give to her. And mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about plant medicines in a way, they are ancestral because our ancestors are still here on this earth. They're still in the soil. And so when we're growing these plant medicines, their spirit is within this medicine, within these plants, and then we're putting them into our body. So it's, really calling upon those well healed ancestors when we are diving into plants, when we are diving into spirit, really with anything, with this like spiritual aspect in this world that we live in today of saying thank you and giving gratitude and asking the land, asking our beings, and maybe that land had a lot of trauma on it, and maybe that's why your body right now when you're about to go into that ceremony is saying no because yes. this soil has been traumatized and mm-hmm. you're not meant to take that medicine and so that was just a little tidbit that you shared that really like hit off a light bulb for me of okay. <laughs> yeah just the the wisdom that is deeply embedded within our soil that
1: mm-hmm.
0: go essentially goes into our being from the vegetables from the fruits from the plant medicines you know whatever it is that we're putting into our body it's all been done before.
1: Yeah. I mean, and even the water, like the water carries information and information never dies. It's constantly living and everything. Um, so when you said that about, um, like if the land is just, it's been very traumatized and like these type of things can come up, um, in our life, we're, we're connected in so many different ways to humans and to all other beings on the planet and on the planet and out of the planet. So it's like, um, Mm -hmm. recognizing that there's so many different things that we're working through, um, even just with the land that we're staying on. And It can be even the air that we're breathing or the house that we're staying in. Like there's so many different realms that are open and, and we just have to be honest that we don't know. We don't know all Mm -hmm. of the things that are there. And yeah, it's just holding that space within ourselves to, to, to say we don't know. And like just saying thank you and, and doing the best that we can to help it heal. Even Mm -hmm. if it, even if, okay, we don't feel safe to be able to take a plant medicine on the land, but we can give an offering of tobacco or an offering of a piece of our hair, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all that we have. That's all the space that we're able to give for that space right now. Um, the, those are little things that, mm-hmm. that can be done to help, to help that land and to help ourselves too.
0: Mm-hmm. And we don't know, and maybe we don't, have to know maybe we don't need to know and maybe that's just our ego trying to get the answers to all of the questions and rather than searching 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 or trying to find something to validify
1: that experience
0: just really surrendering and trusting and I think it really comes down to being humbled and humbling your being to your core and knowing that there's much more outside of us and inside of us that maybe we don't know all about, but we just have to trust and, and surrender. Into yeah.
1: That. Yeah. And take the action that we can in the, in the time that we mm-hmm. can and mm-hmm. with the space that we have to be able to do that. And it's not pressuring ourselves. It's, it's holding ourselves in a sacred way. It's, it's being mm-hmm. able to do what we can, but also surrendering to what we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, Love that. So I know that with your practices and with your integration practices as well, that you mentioned how it can help heal addiction and just how that process can assist in addiction recovery. And I love for you to just share on that. Um, I feel like for For some beings out there, it may be kind of hard to wrap their head around how uh, another quote-unquote drug would help heal an addiction to other drugs. So I'd love for you to just share your knowledge on that for listeners out there.
1: Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is um, microdosing mushrooms because that's one that has a lot of research um, backing it right now. Um, And it's, yeah, what's been found is that Um, mushrooms are actually able to rewire the neural connections in the brain. So they create new neural pathways, which means that if you have a specific behavioral pattern that you follow, um, and it can be like a trauma or a trigger happens, and you initially respond, usually with anger, and you like lash out at somebody. Whereas if you take plant medicine and you look at the specific trauma or the specific trigger um, you can allow these different pathways to open in the brain so now when you get triggered you might be able to hold compassion for the person that's triggering you instead of lashing out at them so that's something that mushrooms have been able to show in studies actually Um, and how that relates to addiction is addiction um, a lot of the times, not all the time, but most of the time is caused by trauma. And um, what's happening is we're searching for answers outside of ourselves in these drugs. And things like mushrooms and ayahuasca um, are able to create these new neural pathways so that we can look at where that trauma came from and begin to heal that trauma and actually take action steps. That's the integration part is taking the action steps and picking a different behavioral pattern, recognizing that there's an addiction there and choosing something different. That still has the same effects that the specific behavior or the specific drug had as well. So if a person is struggling with having like a depressive episode what could they do instead of taking a drug what can they what action can they do to replace where they would have taken that drug um and that could be doing yoga to um increase blood flow and to reduce stress or doing meditation there's so many different things out there um and I truly believe that it that these plant medicines should be coupled with integration and integration being applying the the lessons that were learned in in these sessions of taking these microdosed psilocybin or whatever it is that, that they're using. Um and, and this is why I feel integration is so important. It's, it's really applying and bridging the gap between the experience and life. And yeah, that's, that's my take on it.
0: Amazing. Yeah, and we all need that. Even if we're not going on a psychedelic journey, it's like we all need that space between the, the experience and the integration. And in that space, I feel can be incredibly transformative or it can be incredibly crippling. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I, yeah, that's why I felt so called to have you on to this space today and to share all of your beautiful medicine knowledge is because I think that integration is something that we all need right now at this moment in time and, you know, in our lives and to just be able to digest our experiences. And that's something that yoga has helped me do. That's something that recording these podcasts have helped me do because doing this, sharing stories, sharing conversations is medicine. It's like what people pay a therapist for. And if we can take moments like this and integration, I feel also when you allow yourself to fully surrender to the divine flow of interactions like this one here, Integration is something that really does come at ease and naturally. And it's something Mm -hmm. that it's like a few days from now, I'm going to be like reflecting on something you said in this podcast. I'm going to be like, damn, that was so (laughs) potent. Like, yes. Or like next time I'm sitting with my cup of cacao, it doesn't even have to be a psychedelic. I might reflect on something that you said in this episode, and I might make myself a little bit tinier of a cup rather than a full mug of Hot chocolate, and yeah and yeah, things like that, so I think that it's beautiful, and integration comes in obviously many forms for all of us in different ways on our journey, but I think, yeah, everything that we touched on today of just being mindful, holding that that chalice of truth close to your heart, and being very mindful of what you're drinking from, you know what, what where you're getting your information from, I mean, of course, we live in a day and age where we can find out anything at the touch of our fingertips but does that mean it's true is that exactly. mean facts? like misinformation is more common than facts these days i feel and so just yeah just honing in on your why your truth your intentions and letting that guide you through this life with surrender and humbleness yeah
1: and it's also like recognizing that life is the ceremony life mm-hmm. is the medicine We don't need anything outside of ourselves. We can simply sit and breathe and have a transformative experience just in that alone, which Mm -hmm. is like, whoa, life is magical and we need to honor it and and respect it and and be in gratitude and humble to it every single day and every single moment. And that's really what it is. It's just honoring life as a ceremony and, and holding it that way.
0: Mm. So potent. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Yeah, um, I really just enjoyed having this conversation with you. And even just like, I feel like I learned a little bit more about myself too, every time that I have a conversation, like a deep conversation like this with other people. Um, so thank you for holding the space mm-hmm. for for me and for creating this sacred space for us to be able to have this deep conversation and to learn a little bit more about each other.
0: Mm, Absolutely. I love that so much. I'm so, so grateful. And yeah, the feeling is so mutual. Thank you so much, Haley, for being here. And I will put the link to your social media page and any other offerings that you have in the description part of this podcast. So listeners can dive into you more and check out all of your incredible offerings. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady podcast. Thank you all so much for your continued love and support. Please remember that you can head to the description part of this podcast to check out the links to Haley's offerings, including the Braiding Sweetgrass book that we mentioned in this episode. Also, if you enjoy these episodes, please feel free to leave us a review. It really helps spread the word about the medicine that we're sharing here to more like-minded beings who may enjoy. But thank you. I love you. And I will see you on the next episode.